What a day. What a day. What a morning. What a week. What a year. What a day. A day in which we celebrate with joy and laughter and hope the resurrection of Jesus. A day in which we celebrate with food and family, hopefully each of us getting to have some taste of that this year after a long year of many separations. A day we celebrate with candy and colorful eggs. A day that we say after a long Lent, Alleluia. What a joyous day. But of course, if we pay attention to the stories, we find out that today did not start joyous. That Easter day with joy was bright, we'll sing in just a few minutes, and Jesus Christ is risen today, Alleluia. But that first Easter morning, when the women crept to the tomb, when Peter and the beloved disciple, who apparently was a sprinter in college, they did not find joy. They found fear, terror, amazement, confusion, hesitation, misunderstanding, misrecognizing Jesus and thinking he was a simple gardener. That Easter day with joy was not quite so bright. That Easter day was bright with worry and misunderstanding. What a day. What a day for what a year. We are beginning to see the signs of new life in our world as vaccine distribution spreads, as it increases in Minneapolis, Minnesota, our whole country and around the world. We are beginning to see the signs of new life, of life post COVID. Just as crocuses are beginning to spring up from the ground, spring is not totally here yet. We are still mostly buried in mud and last year's plants that we are leaving dormant until the bees are well. We are starting to see the signs, but we are not there yet. And so too were Mary Magdalene and the other women and Peter and the beloved disciple. Starting to see the signs, but not there yet. Starting to see the signs of what life was going to look like. They had thought that their Lord, their love, was dead. They had thought that everything they had trusted in was over. And now they wake on the day after the Sabbath to find that Jesus is not dead, but is risen, is up and about and wandering, going ahead of them to Galilee where he will meet with his disciples, moving through the world in new and unexpected ways. But it is important to note that it is not that Jesus is risen from the dead so that their lives go back to normal. Jesus is risen from the dead so that they might be so totally transformed that they move from disciples to apostles, to evangelists, to people spreading the news, not just in the towns around Galilee and Judea, but to all the world. That love bats last and death does not get the last word. What a day. What a day. What a season coming ahead for them when they discover what it means to be people of the way, people of Jesus. 
not people who are caught in their fear and confusion, but people who move through the questions, who ask them and find them answered, who work with each other to understand what comes next. What a day after what a year. We too are moving into a time of new life, of not going back to normal, but stepping into a new world. We must do so cautiously in the face, especially right now, of rising case counts, increased variants, a return to the tragic violence that stains America's daily life of mass gun violence, which we have been spared from in many ways during the shutdowns of COVID and now we see on the rise again, bound up too often with systems of racism and sexism. We do not want to go back. Much as we might long to go back to normal, there is much happening in normal that we need to step away from. Much happening in normal that needs to stay dead, even as Jesus is arisen and new life springs up for us. So we ask with the disciples, with Peter, with the beloved disciple, with Mary Magdalene and the faithful women brave enough to go to the tomb that first Easter morning. What now? Jesus says to Mary in our gospel, don't hang on to me. Don't cling to me. Don't cling to what you thought you knew. Things are coming. Change is happening so that we will not be bound up in one tomb or one room in each of our houses, but sent into the world. It will take the disciples a while to learn. It will take us probably all of our lives to learn how to not cling to what we know and instead move into a world that is longing for the proclamation of new life, of the promise that death does not have the last word, of the promise that love speaks over and over, inviting us in. All of this will take time, just as Easter takes time. There is a moment on Easter when Jesus passes from death to resurrected life. There is a moment on Easter when Mary Magdalene and the other women meet the angel in the tomb. There is a moment when Peter and the beloved disciples see the empty linen wrappings. There is a moment when Mary Magdalene hears her name spoken by her beloved teacher back from the dead. Each of us will find our moments, our moments of new life and new hope, seeing family or friends again for the first time, the first hug in a long time, the first shot of a vaccine, the first of many firsts. Each of us will find our moments and we will string them together like collecting eggs in an Easter basket, as we move into not back to normal, but the new normal, into new life, into hope, into a wide proclamation of God's love. For so long, love has looked like an empty church. 
Love has looked like us gathered around computer screens and telephones. And soon, so soon, love sends us out from our homes into the world to gather with friends and family, to gather again in whatever forms our next steps for worship take, to gather again because for a while we found ways to be together even when apart. The new life is coming. Even as we wade through the same kinds of fear, confusion, hesitation, and misunderstanding that Jesus' faithful disciples experienced, we are stepping into new life. Amen.